Welcome to the best of both worlds. I'm your host, Darrell Briscoe. So good to have you guys back on the show. We are interrupting our series, My Journey to Be Woke, uh, with a really cool and exciting interview. Again, we're so happy to have you guys on the show. On this show, we talk about a variety of different topics, uh, when it, uh, faith, family, leadership, ministry, kids, uh, man, nothing's uh, nothing's off the table. We're going to talk about it. And so I'm so excited to have uh, my guest on this show, uh, a friend of mine. Uh, he's a colleague of mine. He works uh, where I work. Um, uh, Alex uh, has um, is the film director at Hope Community Church. He's been the uh, director here for three years. I'm going to have him tell a little bit about himself. But uh, man, Alex, it's so good to have you on the show, brother. Thanks, Trail. Appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about yourself, man. Just kind of your background. You know, the reason, y'all, the reason why we I have Alex on the show is um, just really excited to talk about uh, Black Panther, the movie. And he is a gifted cinematographer, been in videography for dec over a decade, I'm sure. Uh, he'll tell you about that. But um, just, uh, gosh, just his perspective. Um, his thoughts on the movie. Uh, I I don't know if you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. Um, grossed over a billion dollars. Um, just amazing. You know, I, when when I, I I got the idea of this episode um, a couple weeks ago, Alex, uh, we, I, I see him outside of the, of the office and he has a serious look on his face and he's like, I need to talk with you. And I'm like, oh crap, what's going on? And uh, he's like, in your office. I'm like, oh boy. And uh, he's like, have you seen it? And I'm like, what? And he's like, Black Panther. And then from that conversation, we just talked. I was mesmerized for 20 minutes just hearing his perspective about the movie. Uh, and so we just want to talk about it and, and everything like that. And so uh, just so I'm going to ask him some questions and um, it's going to be exciting. But before we jump into that, Alex, can you tell us, uh, the, our audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, I've been doing... Uh, film and uh, video work for probably about 15, 16 years now. Okay. Uh, I work here at, uh, been doing a lot of work in ministry. I also own my own media company. Uh, and I've uh, been, do a lot of commercial work, doing a lot of stuff for ministry, doing a lot of kind of filmmaking. I've hmm. uh, been working on a documentary uh, for about the, the, the tension between the African American community and the police community here in the mm -hmm. Triangle. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Really excited about that. So, uh, yeah, I've been lucky to work with some great people, do some yeah. documentary work in the past. Um, and then, obviously, I'm a cinephile. I love movies. Yeah, yeah. I yep. love, oh, yeah. uh, I actually, probably not, not really a snob about it. I really love. Um, what Marvel's doing. I really like expanded universe stuff. I like sure. blockbusters. Sure. I like little indie indie dramas and things like uh -huh. that too. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah uh, Black Panther really spoke to me. I really, I mm. really dug this and mm. I really was impressed by it. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, guys, you, you got to understand this guy is not only is he a gifted cinematographer, he's a, he's a darn good leader. I mean, he leads a staff of six, seven videographers, something like that. Y'all, what we produce as far as content, video content here at Hope is, is uh, it's, it's really remarkable stuff. Uh, and so um, just so excited to have him and have his perspective. I want you guys to hear from him. It's so good. Alex, you said um, when, when we talked initially, bro, um, you said that as far as superhero movies, Black Panther has just changed the game. Uh, with what can you? What do you? Why do you think that? You know, explain well, that. Well, Black Panther's changed the game, obviously, because we've never had a movie like this, where we didn't have the majority culture mm. feeling like they were calling the shots, mm. and mm. Um, you know, feeling like 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 they was the lead. And and I I, I hate the idea. I think representation's a funny thing because okay. I think Marvel has been making efforts for representation yeah, sure. for a while yeah. but 
it's very much uh, so much thought and so much effort and so much energy went into this. And a lot of times when I've seen uh, movies that were driven kind of by an African-American voice, sure. what leads the way is the cool factor, is mm. the pizzazz, is the style. Sure. And so when you watch a movie like Blade, which was Wesley Snipes being a superhero a decade and a half ago, mm -hmm. uh, Black Panther is not the first African-American superhero in the pantheon of comic book movies. Mm. But style trumps substance. Style trumps story. Mm. And when you look at Black Panther, I mean, it just crossed a billion dollars. It's right, four weeks at number one, which no Marvel movie has ever done. Re okay. No Marvel, wow. movie, no Marvel movie has ever been four, number one four weeks in four a row. Four weeks in a row. Um, wow. Opened huge in China. Mm. And it's it's one of those things, it works across a lot wow. of levels because it's just great storytelling. There's a lot of ways in. Sure. You don't have to be African-American to think this is a great story. You Absolutely. don't have to sure. be in with the style. Um, to think this is in. I mean, it's just, and the movie's operating on so many levels. Mm. It's operating on so many storytelling levels, thematic levels, metaphorical levels. Um, and if you don't, if you're not ready for those levels, if you, if, if that's mm. not why you want to engage, you can just think it's a cool movie. Cool action movie. You can just movie. think it's right, a great right, action right, movie. Right, right. You mm. don't need to come with it on that, mm. you know? Mm. Uh, but I, I don't, I think if we look at Black Panther and say, oh, representation's why it made a billion dollars, we miss the point. That's really good. You know, uh, yeah. one of the things that no one realizes, uh, or very few people realize, is that the director of photography, the cinematographer on this is Rachel Morrison, who's a woman. And women almost never lens, are, are never the cinematographers in action movies. So wow. there's representation happening in front of the camera. There's representation happening behind the camera. Wow. And mm -hmm. no one's sitting there watching Black Panther going, man, this, that woman really did her good job cinematography. It's just a well-shot movie. Sure, sure. And so sure. I think one of the things is Black Panther doesn't need to stand on the shoulders of an ideal. Mm. It is a great story well told. Sure. And then you can move on from there. Absolutely. I, I love that because you hear a lot about representation, why that matters. Obviously, for, right. you know, for me growing up on the playground, I didn't have you know, a superhero that looked like me that was in the dominant, just the dominant um, conscientiousness of the culture, right? You yeah. know, you're Superman, you're Greenlander, you know, you're, you're, you're yeah. all that stuff. And so it, you know, you hear a lot about that, but, but I love what you said though. It's like, Hey, let's, let's actually talk about the fact that this was an incredible yeah. movie stylistically, substance wise. And so, um, yeah, that, that is a real interesting thought there. And it, it is so remarkable because 1.1 billion it is on track from what I uh, researched to gross possibly more than uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. I think it just passed Civil War. It would be, yeah, would, the, the goal is the number one movie is the first Avengers. The first, right, yes. It's the first Avengers. Yes. So the question is, can it catch that? And right now, there's no reason to think it might not be able to. Oof. You know, and so. Which was the highest grossing superhero movie of all, all time, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 1.5 billion. Yeah, some point point five, which is yeah. just insane. Wow. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It's just insane. Yeah. So that's a, uh, and, and that's one of the things, that's just what they made in the theater. That's not ancillary profits from licensing it to right. Netflix or from right. DVD sales or anything like that. So yeah. yeah, that's just, that's just the start. Unbelievable. So. Well, Alex, what part of the film stuck? I mean, there's just so many parts. I, mean, I was. Just, gosh, where, but what, what are some themes? What are some, some, some uh, shots that, that just stuck out to you in, in, in the movie? Oh man. Um. Gosh. I just, there was so much to, to, to approach in this. I was so emotionally moved and I wasn't mm. expecting to be. Okay. Because they had introduced, the Rousseau brothers had introduced the character T'Challa in 
Captain America Civil War and had mm -hmm. done a right. phenomenal job with the character, they the did. motivations, and the relationship with the father. Mm -hmm. So they had done a phenomenal job of, of ushering this character into the consciousness. So I wasn't expecting it to be nearly spiritually moving and nearly mm -hmm. as emotionally gripping as it was. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I think for me that the first idea obviously was the idea of, of African-American dysphoria mm -hmm. is the idea of... Mm -hmm. The African-American experience in our country is the otherness. Sure. They, they sure. are the other. Yes. And it's unfair. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of a place where you're not the other, mm. <laughs> where, right. where you are removed from. Um, I remember just that concept of homeland. I remember being in Israel and going through the Holocaust Museum okay. in Jerusalem. Okay. And it's designed to take you through the narrative of what happened and how did it happen and how bad did it get. And then it's designed to kind of take you on a gentle incline up to where you get your second to last stop at the museum is this giant cylinder of people trying to assimilate and trying to, to collect all the records of who was lost and, and what happened wow. in the Holocaust. Okay. And then you you enter to, a, to kind of an exit out, out of the building and it's this triangle and you walk out and you see the gorgeous panorama of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And if, you're, yeah. if your eyes are open and you see what they're trying to say, it's this is why we need a country. Because the, the nation, the birth of the nation of Israel in the 20th century was not a peaceful one. And right. It was no, theft. It was and so yeah. it's a powerful statement of the Jews saying, this is why we need a home. And when I came out of Black Panther, I felt very much the same way. Wow. Is wow. This mythical, this idea of mm. imagine if there was a home where mm. you weren't the other. Right. And the powerful and the, the painful context of the African-American experience in America, sure. where there is nowhere to go, sure. there's nowhere to escape to, this mm. is it, you're the other, yes. yes, and there's nowhere to go. So powerful in the consciousness of, 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 I think, African-Americans. And I think even uh, with, when it comes to colonization, you know, three centuries, yeah. uh, four, three to four centuries of European colonization, it's one of the things that I've read about Black Panther is that, you know, it's, it's, it's almost as if it's this it's imaginative uh, picture of what if what if you know colonization did not happen? Where you know, I mean, what what does that look like? And so um, they did an interesting job with the you know the the capturing of you know capturing the technological advances of the Wakandan culture and yeah. I, I don't know if it's just you know yeah just, that <laughs> idea of if there was a culture that the dominant influence and dominant force wasn't Western civilization. Mm. What would the fonts look like? Mm. What would the characters, they were square, they're not circular. Oh, interesting. You know, what yeah. would the design look like? What would the architecture look like? What would the industrial wow. design? Wow. When they have this, uh, they have this mineral, um, the vibranium, yes, right, how have right. they extrapolated it out in a way that Western Civ has extrapolated its resources? Mm. It's almost the idea of steampunk, where steampunk's the idea of what would happen if if everything was still handcrafted and, and without, if steam had been the dominant form of power instead of electricity. And the idea, hmm. I love that idea of, okay, well, what would happen if there was this advanced African culture mm -hmm. that, um, you know, that, that Western Civ and and Gutenberg and yeah, Bach right, right. hadn't been the driving factors sure, of, of sure. how things were influenced, what would we do look like? And wow. so much effort and so much energy yeah. on Everything from set design to art direction to mm. costumes mm -hmm. to even the dialect they develop. Sure. You know, um, mm -hmm. mm. you were wrong. You know, it's yeah, just this idea, wrong, yeah. this, this different kind yeah. of African sounding thing that mm. very powerful, yeah. very moving, and yeah. very just intellectually engaging, which I think people may not be able to articulate, but I still think they pull into. Like when you watch The Lord of the Rings. Sure. And there's this whole Cimmerillion, this whole Tolkien world, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they don't have time to explain it all, but it's all there if you want to see it. Mm -hmm. 
Black Panther's like that. It's a yes. whole world has been ex- effectively built, and you can engage it whatever level you're ready to engage it so at. So interesting. Almost yeah. that, that is interesting. Kind of like this whole, even with Hogwarts and, and Harry yes. Potter, it's just, it's just this it's this universe. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's on that level. It's, yeah. it's more than just an action uh, movie. This is a whole new imaginative picture of something, yeah. you, you know? And I mean, it's so well oh. done that everyone who comes after with this character or with this this Black Panther world or with Wakanda will not be allowed to violate it. You have to play by those rules <laughs> right, now. So right. So they did a phenomenal job. Actually, I actually think even better than making an action piece or a Marvel movie, they did an amazing job of creating an alternate world that tells us something about the world we live in today. Mm. I also think the idea of dysphoria is so powerful because if you're not African American, di- for our audience, just the idea just... of being the displacement, being okay. moved away from. So sure, it's not sure. there's a there's a place you were from, there's a place you belonged, and then you were scattered. The mm, dysphoria. Okay. And so when I watched it, one of the things that the idea of Wakanda presents real problems hmm. is why are we allowing the African American experience in America? Why are we allowing you know sometimes what happens in other parts of the world? Um, and it, the question that that that. That, that speaks to as a more existential, spiritual question. Why does God allow, mm. if God has the power... The Odyssey. ...to mm. stop? Kind of evil. Sure. Why does God allow? Mm. Why why does God stand back and let bad things happen if he would have the power to intervene? That is so interesting. And so... And that was the main tension between Killmonger yeah. uh, and, yeah. and T'Challa and the legacy of what kind of, You know, it's this way you had the power. Yeah. That, that scene, obviously, if you see... if you, uh, uh, Spoiler alert, we're going to, we're gonna um, you know, share some things about the movie. So if you haven't seen it, then turn off and then... And it's know, on come you now out, if right? you haven't seen it. It's four weeks out. I mean, come on now. Yeah. But, uh, but no, there's that scene with... With um, T'Chaka, T'Challa's uh-huh. father, mm-hmm. and his brother when right. he confronts him in Oakland. And he's just like, the people here yeah. in America, the African-Americans, they're, 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 there's all these things that are bad that are happening. We have the power to do something about it. And why aren't we, you know? It's... Well, and that's one of the things is when I heard the cast, the Sterling, Sterling K. Brown, K. Brown in the movie, I'm, and then he's not in the trailer, so I'm like, okay, there's something Surprise. special this guy's going to do. Right. And then they... Kill him off in the first minute. I'm uh-huh. like, okay, there's got to be a creative purgatory you're going to for doing that, <laughs> right. for wasting an actor like that. And then it turned out that um, hmm. that that Killmonger is an expression of his father. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He is the sure. he is the natural progression. His father saw injustice, saw the power to change it, tried to do it peacefully. Wow invited the king into the conversation, but it did it the wrong way in post. Mm-hmm. And then his he was killed for it. Mm-hmm. His son is the natural progression of that same spirit. He's the flip wow. side of the coin of the father. Wow. He is the extension of the father. Okay. And that's why the scene when huh. Killmonger goes back to see his father is so powerful. Right. Is he is the fatalistic side of his father's optimism, both saying wow. Wakanda can't be kept to itself and isolate itself from the rest of the world. That is that is incredible. I mean, I've never even thought about the, the fatalistic side too. Because yeah. his father, when with that scene with T'Chaka, he 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 was pleading with his brother, like, please you know, don't do please, this. Please, like this is so. There was that optimistic, idealistic edge, but with right. Killmonger, you had this fatalism, this right. this. This this anger, this rage, this malice right. that was man of yeah. Well, and when you think of a raisin in the sun, the the famous Broadway play, sure. mm-hmm. and you ask what happens to a dream deferred, mm-hmm. and you look at the absence of the African American father figure in a lot of the inner city cultures, mm-hmm. and you say, well, 
that's what Ryan Coogler is speaking to is mm. this dream deferred and this hope deferred and this hope killed. And what is the extension? Wow. The extension is Killmonger. Wow. Can you speak to a little bit more to Killmonger? Because one of the things I think that makes an action movie, a movie uh, really good is the, the, the villain. I mean, you, you, you have to really believe in, I mean, I, I think of Dark Knight in 2008. I mean, yep. Joker, Heath Ledger, Joker. Right. It's just unbelievable, that, that portrayal of... When it's interesting, because a few weeks ago at the Oscars, they were interviewing Chris Nolan, who directed The Dark Knight, and he oh. said Black Panther should be one of the Best Picture nominees. Because Black Panther does something that even The Dark Knight and even the Batman trilogy had a very hard time doing. It created a compelling, amazing, astounding, insightful villain in Killmonger. Right. But if you watch Dark Knight, the Joker is amazing. Batman's his foil. There's nothing interesting that Batman does. He just reacts and reacts sure. and reacts. Okay. And he doesn't have much of a journey to go on. Hmm. Both Killmonger and T'Challa have these journeys they're going on to. T'Challa has to reject legacy. Killmonger has to fulfill legacy. Mm. And so they're mm. like, and again, they're, they're, they're avatars for, it, it, I may be reading too far into this, but to me, they feel like avatars for the Martin Luther King and the Malcolm X approach Love to yeah. what do we do? Wow. What do we do? Yeah, uh, folks, he, he mentioned that uh, when we talked about this a couple weeks ago, this um, portrayal of um, MLK, Martin Luther King versus Malcolm X. Obviously, in the 1960s, there was a lot of tension between the two men as far as methods and actions to secure black freedom. Um, whereas Malcolm X uh, had a bit of a, um, there was a bit more of a uh, darker, more of a um, uh, anger, kind of a violent, um, you know, uh, edge to him. Whereas MLK advocated advocated nonviolence, peaceful protests, really uh, derived his strategies and philosophies from uh, um, Gandhi. Uh, Gandhi, from right. Gandhi, uh, and what Gandhi did in, in the 20th century with uh, Britain. And, and so um, it was just interesting. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Just kind of what you, the yeah. whole- Yeah, and so, really and one of the things is, it's hard because what we're doing is we're taking caricatures of Malcolm X when we talk about this sure. because he was evolving past it. He was, yes. Um, and so we have to be careful of that. But Martin Luther King saying, inspired by Gandhi, who was inspired by Jesus about turning the cheek and mm. turning people's own sense of justice on their heads, mm. and but not allowing them to turn away from it either. So Martin Luther King was nonviolent, non-cooperation. Sure. Malcolm X was more violent, militant mm -hmm. uprising. Mm -hmm. And I think militant's even a dangerous word to put on Malcolm sure. X, but it was yeah. there was a lot of tension on the methodology, like you said. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. Killmonger and, and T'Challa are both moved by the plight of sure. people who are suffering and people who are the other. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. the question of how do we protect mm -hmm. and what do we, how do we remain loyal and how do we honor the path? Mm -hmm. And when do we call a revolution? Mm -hmm. When do we walk out of the schools? When mm -hmm. do we say, mm -hmm. this, can no longer, this can no longer be? Mm -hmm. And it's one of the things that makes the T'Challa character so interesting is the final scene where he says to his father, Father, you were wrong. You right. were wrong. Right. This is not okay. Right. And yeah. And again, it's one of the things that points back to Black Panther being such a game changer is there are no damsels in distress mm. at all. Mm. They are <laughs> his nor they are the North Stars of the movie. Mm. Is uh and I'm gonna blank on the character names, but the the woman he's in love with is I can't stay Nakia. in Wakanda, I must mm -hmm. go out and I must be a part of making this changing things. Right. I can't stay here. And then the the woman who is the the chief of the the royal guard, yes, saying you know the scene with her husband saying, 
you know, I, I am lo loyal to Wakanda. Right. You know, and where does civil disobedience become revolution? And how do you how do you skate that line when you disagree right. with the direction? It's there's so much in this movie. It's so rewarding. There 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 really is. Um, can you speak to just the portrayal of women in the film? I mean, that has been one. You know, it, it just just I, I know for a lot of um, what I've read, um, who I've talked to, um, to see the strong black woman uh, yes. that that is. Um, they're, they're, to be said about that, you know? And more importantly than to see this strong black woman and then that that not diminish the males. Right. It's not threatening to T'Challa. No. It's no. not threatening to Killmonger. No. It's not threatening to the Martin Short character. Mm -mm. We're not threatened by mm. that. They are, they are, they are load stars. They're guiding stars. Yes. You know, the Angela Bassett character at the beginning of the, the third queen. act. Yes, the queen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, um, this idea that that agency doesn't threaten other people's agency. Uh, you know, it's not a sum zero game. Wow. Just because she is strong and she is insightful mm -hmm. and she brings wisdom doesn't invalidate the other characters. Incredible. And so it's not Incredible. a sum zero game. Yeah. And so you just have these amazing dialogue scenes. And a great dialogue scene exists when two characters have opposing points of view. Okay. If you have a scene where one character is saying something, the other one's like, I agree. Mm. You might as well not have that scene. Nobody yeah. needed to see that. <laughs> great scenes and great dialogue is built out of opposing viewpoints. Wow. And so the opposing viewpoints of the Angela Bassett character and the, the, the love interest character, which, what's her name? Nakia. Nakia. Mm -hmm. Nakia. Mm -hmm. Those, uh, some, you know, there's so many opposing viewpoint characters where it's not some zero. Mm -hmm. Just because the woman's right doesn't necessarily make the man wrong. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you have these moments where yeah. it's, 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 it doesn't have to be a one or the other. Mm -hmm. Now, some people are going to bring it to that. There's no way you can have a strong black woman character and other people can have validity too. They're, they're only sure. going to be able to see it that way, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because sure. it's, it's not – in order for, for, for the black – women in this movie to win, no one has to lose. Mm -hmm. And that just spoke to me so deeply. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it did for me as well um, to see that there was this, uh, um, I mean, the fact that Okoya uh, was the general and, yeah. and um, uh, just had that strength, poise, class, beauty to her. Um, I'm reminded of what you said, I think it was during the casino scene and yeah, when they the were in Korea, scene. the fight scene at the be beginning of the movie. And if you remember how, what, colors they they had on and represented there was some really neat symbolism there can you talk a bit about that yeah, i did so, not catch that now i saw this in a vanity fair uh breakdown that, that ryan coogler did the scene where he says uh you know we had one character in green and one character in red and he in the the t'challa's in black which are the the colors of the pan-african flag mm -hmm. so it's kind of moving forward it's this the scene where these three characters are moving forward into camera mm -hmm. in frame saying okay here's a new because when we talk about dysphoria, there's no place for people to go back to. Africa is a continent, sure. not right. a country. Right. You know, there's no place to go back <laughs> sure. to. Mm -hmm. So this idea of pan-Africanism and there's a way to move forward, dispel, you know, discarding the otherness. Mm -hmm. You know, and that that idea, that pan-African thing, was so. What's such a cool moment? Yeah. I mean, this, the casino scene for being an action scene and being an exposition scene where things have to move forward and you need to get pieces of information, um, also has a lot of uh, like uh, when she is when the general's in the fight and she's wearing the wig to be undercover, but that she feels 
she's uncomfortable with it, yeah. and then she whips it off as a weapon and throws it in a, in a manner that's just disregard and and embraces who she is versus who people want her to be. Ah, that nonconformity sure. as a weapon. Sure. It's like, oh, that's, that's that's something right there. Okay, I like that. <laughs> so I didn't yeah. even think about that either. I mean, yeah, that's, that's really that's interesting. Kinda, yeah, that's some estrogen right there. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. <laughs> that is cool. So. Um, gosh, I mean, just the you know one of the things that she said uh, over the course of this conversation was the spiritual component. Mm-hmm of the film. Can you speak to that? There was, there was unlike other Marvel movies, and I, I, I love Marvel too. I, I, I'm a big Captain America fan. Guardians, is, uh, have done, they've done some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Um, but but there, there was such a spiritual element in this film that I think was just, that no other Marvel movie has come close to. I actually thought that, that, I thought it did really have a spiritual element to it. I thought it was, that was one of my favorite echoes. Okay. Because okay. if you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, past is present. You know, and, and passes prologue. It's kind of one of those things. Um, Star Lord and, and Guardians of the Galaxy is extremely influenced by his mother, sure, and extremely sure. influenced by that search for belonging and paternity and, and yeah. homeland. Right, right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at some of these characters, um, Thor, obviously coming from a North myth- mythology mm-hmm, background, mm-hmm. has a lot of that. That what is past is you know, and he has scenes with his father in the newest sure. Thor movie. And mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. the idea that that um, that they had these these rites of passage that call back to the legacy they're stepping into. Oh, you know, that's and good. I just thought, wow, I just thought one of the wow. things where he had the the Lion King moment where he went back and <laughs> right, saw with, the panthers the tree, in the trees, and, oh, yeah, which cool. you know what, I thought it was great. I wasn't, I, that didn't turn, that wasn't a turnoff for sure. me. I was, I was okay. coming with him. Okay, but it was when Killmonger goes back. Oh boy, to the apartment in Oakland Oof. with a Public Enemy poster on the wall. Yeah, and has the scene with his father. He's like, no tears for your father. No tears for your father. And he says, everybody dies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, it's like Jesus wept. It's like the character in two words. And it's, um, you know, you got to hand it to the actors in this movie. Michael B. Jordan. When they were announcing the casting on this, it's like, who are they not going to get in this movie? (laughs) But Michael B. Jordan in that scene is just everything because it's not over the top. It's subtle and it's, Mm. it's resigned. It's that fatalism all over again. Yeah. Kind of washes over you in in a way. And and it's the idea, I think of, of the, the father looking and saying, here's what it cost him Mm. to, to try to help. Was it cost him his son? Wow. Wow. And it was, it's the, his son has, is living a death mm. because of mm. because of something he tried to do to help and to try to make things better. Wow. So, yeah, it's a there's a lot of it's operating a whole so bunch many, of levels. So One of the best many. screenplays I've ever seen, just from a pure writing perspective. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. So, Ryan, yeah. Ryan Coogler is the 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 director there, and which uh, after Fruitville Station and then after Creed, Creed, ah uh, man, that guy's gonna get to do anything he wants, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just um, yeah, it's gonna be all over the place. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, gosh, anything else that just kind of on your mind that you just uh, that just stuck out to you? I just again, I, folks, I really wanted to get him um, on the show. Uh, Alex is just he's brilliant, and I just love his um, analysis and and how he sees things. I just. It's just I just I just don't have that type of uh, that, 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 my brain doesn't work like that, and so I hope you're enjoying kind of what you're hearing, um, you know, on the show and, and this particular episode. Um, gosh, anything else that kind of stuck out to you? Just I mean, uh, I think one thing that still resonated for me, and I uh, 
here's the, the trick is people don't understand how long these movies take to make oh. and take to get green lighted. Sure. And so sure. when you have a movie about about isolationism mm. and about nationalism, oh boy, and you think, there oh, you this go. is a reflection of what's happening in our country, sure. you have to understand how much work goes into these things. Right. Um, and then you know you have Jack Kirby and and the and uh, these who's the other comic book writer uh, Stan Lee. Yeah, when you had these guys making these these comic books 50, mm-hmm. 60 years ago, yeah. Wakanda was a concept of an isolated country with a strong nationalist fervor, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of T'Challa is the one sent out. Uh-huh. But you know this idea of isolationism and nationalism, mm-hmm. and and what is right and the distance between building bridges and building walls. Oh, wow! And the resonance wow. of there, it's very easy to write Black Panther off as a, as a statement by one side of the political equation, not understanding that they had to make the decision to to say these things and to when Ryan Coogler was even deciding that this was going to be his movie, wow. he had to say, I want to say something about isolationism. Wow. I want to say wow. something about nationalism. Wow. I want to say something about mm. leaving the rest of the world behind. Mm. I have such a hard time in the conversation about uh, immigration right now, hearing people talk about merit-based immigration. Okay, okay. To mm. me, that just is mm. is anti-grace mm. and it's mm. anti-compassion. Mm. And it's basically saying, what can I get out of this relationship versus sure. what can I give out of this relationship? Sure. Sure. So the very last, actually after credits line where T'Challa, uh-huh. T'Challa's talking to the UN uh-huh. yeah, and they yeah. say, what can you <laughs> offer us? And he has a half smile. I love that idea, but I also like the question of the UN standing there and saying, "What can? You, what do you have to give versus what oh, do we have to give? I didn't catch that. Wow. And so okay. saying... It's it's sure. the stance of like it's yeah. it's talking it to me that's that's the moment where I say okay yeah. should all immigration be based on what they can give to us or mm. should it be on us extending grace wow and so to put that in the post credits final last scene ooh, right. it's like oh that's uh, they're operating on some other levels here there there was a socio political element there that I, I noticed that as well the isolation yeah. you know you, you look at even American history pre-World War II, yeah. um, kind of um, uh, sitting on our thumbs uh, as Adolf Hitler was gobbling right. up European countries right. and, and, and then finally, you know, um, uh, and, and finally getting out of that and, and jumping into action with Pearl Harbor. But, you know, that is a really interesting concept. But And even that America is dealing with today. Obviously, you have that kind of America first policy. Yeah. And we're not we're not going to get into all the partisan policy here, politics here. But but there is, it's, we, we even as a country, we're at a crossroads. I right. mean, do we, continue to be the uh moral uh leader the 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 um the 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 inter and i want to intervene but but you know the the uh, a superpower that is gracious that is that is that is a uh, compassion that leads yeah. or are we going to retreat uh behind our oceans and and what does that look like and what you know like to the rest of the world whew. we we have the vibranium Right, right. We already have it. Right. They think we America. have it. Right. <laughs> so to us it's one of the things when we ask what should Wakanda do it's a great window to how the rest of the world is asking what should America do. Wow, wow! Because we've got the we've got the the the, the resources. Absolutely, we've got the means, right. and you know it's a balance. There's there you need you need both sides of the coin in any mm-hmm. political conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But sure. I think we I think we we miss a step and we do a disservice when we say this movie is, is a political statement because they had to start this before this conversation really became a Good national point. conversation. Right, right, they worked right. on this for years. Right. 2015, so years probably. If, well, and when did you start working on the script? And before mm. when you start when you start actually working on the script, when did you start working on the pitch? Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And so 
Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a powerful. And then I've seen where they come and visit Oakland and they're going to start a uh, education center yes, for the kids. That, that's final scene. Mm-hmm. And the kids walk over and say, hey, we could scrap this and sell it on eBay. And she's like, there's a better way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, that's a yeah. – um, the birth of, of sociology is moving from hunter-gatherer to farmer. Mm-hmm. That's the birth mm-hmm. of civilization. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to say, let's move from hunter-gatherer <laughs> – to producers, yes. yeah. Let's and let's change the way kids see their existence, their place in civilization. Let's build a civilization within a civilization. Unbelievable! Wow, is just wow, really powerful. No, yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the just absolutely yeah. I mean the 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 actors, uh, the the. Can you speak to a bit of the the cinematography? Just the, you know, as far as just the. Uh, what did you think about the just the the, the portrayal of, of of Wakanda and and the different scenes and everything? You know, the, just and that's one of those things where uh, and a Marvel movie is operating. At a, I remember when they spent a hundred million dollars making Pearl Harbor, and people thought oh. Disney and, and 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 Michael Bay had lost their minds. And <laughs> right. No one should ever spend that much in a movie, and then right. they spent one hundred fifty million making this one easily before before uh, marketing costs. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, so when you do that. When you when you create that world and and, and it's the, the cinematography is is how you frame the shot and how you move the camera and mm. and how you light but also there's so much art direction there's so much one of the things Ryan Coogler did extraordinarily well is brought the best out of collaborators mm. is brought the best mm. out of um, I'm actually friends with a guy who designed Killmonger's costume <laughs> oh, nice. he actually lives really? here in Cary okay yeah he huh. actually works across the street from our Apex campus wow. at this little video game company okay uh, but he also does costumes for Marvel and he, he did the Falcon or the Vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming okay yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and Optimus wow. Prime and, Mo- and, and Megatron and yeah. things like this and yeah. so um, you know it's it's one of those things it's guys like that who and it's women like like the, the costume designers people who come all in emotionally and Ryan Coogler leads and draws the best mm. out of them. And that's what a director mm. does. Sure. The director's not the actor. The director's mm-hmm. not the camera operator. The mm-hmm. director's, he's the writer on this one. But so many people come around and to see so many people get on board with his vision for sure. Sure. a Wakanda. And it's interesting now when he does press, he says Wakanda forever. He makes the arm he cross the arm motion. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so it's kind of the movie takes a stand at what is Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And Wakanda is not necessarily the best place. Wakanda has been isolationist. Mm-hmm. Wakanda mm-hmm. has been nationalist. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Wakanda is an idea. Wakanda is a belief. Wakanda mm-hmm. is an aspiration. Mm-hmm. And so to see all of these artists and all of these creatives and all these producers put so much effort into creating a world that's in symbiosis with nature and with technology. Sure, sure. To yeah. see... Yeah. Uh, Johansson. I don't remember the, the name of the guy who uh, who did the score, but the the mm. score and the you know they got Kendrick Lamar yes. to do the yes. music, mm-hmm. but the music and the score live in balance in this movie. Hmm. You barely ever hear any pop music or it's any hip hop right, in the yeah. first act or the first thirty minutes of the movie. Right. It's all orchestral score. Right, and that's again Ryan Coogler saying, "Come in, everybody. This is for everybody. Come mm. in. Mm. We're going to use mm. orchestral score. Sure, we're making a, an origin story. Everybody can be a part of this. Sure, and then we also have Kendrick Lamar when it's appropriate. Sure, okay. so cool okay. factor didn't trump narrative. Ah, in the art design, in mm. the costume design, in mm. the cinematography, in uh, the music, everything is about serving the story, and then there's all these other levels when you're ready. Wow! I just, I just, oh, so is. moved. Yeah, so powerful. 
and so proud of uh, Marvel and Disney. Yeah. To to say, yeah. okay, hey, you know what? Yeah. We're going to take our hands off. This is going to be what mm. it is. And to mm. get the cast they got and to get Kendrick Lamar and to get the resource base, Disney really had to step up. Sure. And, sure. Uh, you know, uh, Stan Lee has been wandering around for 15 years at every Comic-Con and every speaking <laughs> event he can say is, we must make a Black Panther movie. This is the one that's wow. missing. Oh, so he was doing okay. Oh, he was, was the champion for a long okay. time. Okay, yeah. They're like, okay, what, what character should be next? Every time, it's Black Panther. I'm wow. ready for Black Panther. Wow. And so to see Disney and Marvel and, and the, the progenitors come along and say, it's time, it's ready, and then hire a director like Ryan Coogler mm. and let mm. him pitch and trust him. Sure, there's got to be some... Trust Unbelievable. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they're ripping the rewards. Oh, right. You know, and and wow. as they should. As they should. And my, my concern and my fear is that we'll learn the wrong lessons from this. One of the things that's interesting is A Wrinkle in Time was just released last weekend. Yes, yes. And um, I, I I love Aubrey Duvernier, Duvernier, the directa- Duvernier. director. Um, mm-hmm. Really talented, astoundingly good storyteller. Mm-hmm. But by all accounts, this is a movie that's let the agenda drive the bus over the story. Okay. And so it'll be interesting. Hopefully what Hollywood will see if these movies are released in tandem mm. is that there's a way to bring theme and idea and metaphor and mm. subtext sure. while letting letting people get it when they're ready for it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Zootopia was amazing. Theme sure. and metaphor and subtext. Mm. But if you weren't ready for it, you didn't you didn't need to it, it was just a really well told story. Sure. So sure. I, it's really exciting when you think about how many people bought in and went all in on this concept and this world and this thing that Ryan Coogler was trying to say. Absolutely. Yeah, it's Absolutely. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it really is a yeah. cultural phenomenon, what we're experiencing, and, and uh, it's a need to be a part of it. You know, just raising a, you know, uh, we, we, even with, um, there was, a, there was um, uh, a, someone I follow on Twitter, and, and he was talking about how his son, he took his son to the movie theater, and they saw the poster, and he's just like, Daddy, you know, that character... He looks like he looks like me, and just I mean, just there's there's just so many neat um, cultural uh, implications and and uh, um, things with this movie um, from a social political standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, from a cinematography standpoint. I mean, just wherever you go, and so um, it's exciting. I'm going to see it uh, again. Uh, I, I've, I've seen it once, and um, and uh, and I can't wait to see it again. But um, just to kind of break it down even more, but. Uh, Excited to see where Marvel goes with this, you know, with the second one and, and yeah. even even his role in the next Avengers. Uh, yeah. It seems like from the trailer scene, there will be some significant action taking place in Wakanda with Thanos and, and everything. And so just from the trailer, you know. Well, so, and it, when we talk about sociopolitical things, to see the Captain America character oh. in Wakanda mm. with the Wakandans mm-hmm. and whatever's happening in Wakanda, Captain America's there with mm. a beard. But... Yeah. Uh, uh, and the Winter Soldier's there, sure. you know, as uh-huh. we saw in the closing credit sure. scene. So, sure. yeah, that'll be interesting to see because they could forward the, the foundation. They could forward the dialogue mm-hmm. with what they do. And it's really exciting to see a universe building in this this thing Marvel's doing mm. that no one can compare it to because there's never been anything no like, it, like it ever mm-hmm. in the history of movies. Right. A universe that allows us to say important things in a way that you can you can hear if you want to hear. You don't need to hear if you're not ready to hear. Wow. Yeah, it's next level. That is great.
Well, Alex, I just appreciate you being on the show. Uh, thank you so much just for your insight, your perspective. Folks, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Alex, how can folks follow you, kind of just keep up with oh. your work? I mean, anything, just obviously uh, <laughs> tune into, um, where can we watch the Hope videos? And, and Yeah, so uh, if you want to see some of the work that Hope, uh, the Hope film team does, mm -hmm. uh, it's vimeo.com slash Hope Creative. Okay. We'll, we'll see some of the stuff we're doing. Sure. Um, yeah. Please check you can see out a trailer guys. for the documentary, those kinds of things. So yes, yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'll be honest. Just I'm kinda... not a huge social media guy. Sure, sure. Yeah. I jump on enough to to like and and affirm other people and keep connected. But sure. yeah. Um, yeah. So Hope Creative is probably the best way to see what I'm check up to. Check it out, guys. Um, yeah. On Vimeo, Hope Creative. Really, we got some really cool stuff. Um, uh, that we have done and stuff that is in queue that we are working to produce. And so it's really cool stuff. Again, man, thank you so much for, yeah. for here. Guys, I appreciate you guys being on the show. We're going to jump it, uh, jump in back to our series, uh, My Journey to Being Woke, um, with uh, my good friend Ryan Page. Has some really cool insight and experiences that he's going to be showing. So love you guys. Uh, stay connected with us. Follow You can follow uh, me at Dr. Briscoe on um, Instagram, on Twitter, at Dr. Briscoe. Uh, on SoundCloud, you can search uh, the best of both worlds. That's to stay and make sure you hit subscribe to stay connected. We hope you guys are doing great uh, and we'll see you soon. Take care.